welcome everybody to the Bucket Drop Podcast. I hope that everybody had a great week. We're getting towards the end of it. And I just wanted to give my take on a few things. Um, If you're a first-time listener, please press that subscribe button on uh, whatever you you listen to your podcast to. If it's iTunes or if it's... uh, you know, Apple Podcasts. I don't even know. I just know that it's on all the platforms. So uh, if you do that, you're going to get access to all the new episodes. It'll notify you when they're in. And uh, just so you know, I have a new episode every Monday. So you can always expect that episode. And, you know, I try my best to find some stuff to talk about. But uh, this week, yeah, there there is some things to talk about with, uh, you know, the trade deadline. Uh, Montreal made a a move earlier than the deadline acquiring Eric Stahl and uh, you know the guys at the office we were all kind of joking around a little bit that you know they're turning into that they're sort of like slowly morphing into the 2004 uh, Canada team you know you got Price and you got uh, Weber you got Corey Perry now you got Eric Stahl and uh, yeah we were just laughing and you know saying like watch next they're gonna go after gets laughing sure enough we were just laughing about it, and uh, yeah, I guess at the deadline, they were inquiring about Ryan Getzlaff, like, what the hell is this, like, seriously, the 2004 Canada team, so, I don't know, I think Bergie might be losing his marbles a little bit, um, I would consider them sort of a loser, the guys that they brought in, uh, Gustafson and uh, John Merrill, John Merrill, great mullet, by the way, but uh, I don't think it's uh, game changers, you know, they're both, they're like, uh, Shoring up the defense, which is which is good, but uh, at the same time, um, you know it's almost the end of the, the season right now, and uh, these guys obviously are quarantined uh, for I forget how many days, and uh, yeah, the they lost the defenseman as well in Victor Mete. Uh, I don't think that'll hurt the team. Uh, he was a great skater, but probably the softest shot in the league, so I don't think he's going to come back to haunt us in any shape or form, but. I don't know. I think that they should have done something. You know, like you see the Islanders, they go after Paul Mary and they, you know, they get Zajac. I talked about that last week. Uh, you know, you, the Boston Bruins went and got Taylor Hall. I don't think that's going to make a huge difference in Boston. Uh, you know, I, I think a guy like that would have had a bigger impact in uh, Pittsburgh, let's say. Just think that Pittsburgh, you know, they, they always needed that extra guy to come in and help put the puck in the net, you know, when they had Hosa back in the day, and they uh, then they, they had brought in uh, Phil Kessel, so I think Taylor Hall would have had a bigger impact over there, I understand he's going to help with, uh, you know, maybe they're going to put him on a line with Krejci, but, you know, the, the first line in Boston is going to be the first line, he's not going to jump on there and uh, replace anybody, that's one of the best lines uh, in hockey, so you never know, maybe... Uh, He'll help out a little bit there. I would say, you know, Montreal is pretty much status quo. Uh, Boston, I won't call them winners because, uh, I don't know, I don't think that Taylor Hall is the uh, the game breaker that he was when he won the Hart Trophy. So I will say that the Islanders are winners. Just uh, think those two guys are Lou Lamorello type players. And uh, I think that, yeah, I think the Islanders are probably have the best team on paper that they've ever had. Um, if Anders Lee, 
by a miracle comes back in the second round. Um, yeah, they're they're a contender. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I would say they're winners as well. You know, they brought in a, a good defense in Savard. But, uh, yeah, the my biggest winner, I would say, is the Toronto Maple Leafs bringing in Nick Foligno. Uh, that guy is just has leadership written all over him. And, uh, you know, bringing in a, another goalie to uh, in support for Campbell because Anderson has just been awful. Campbell's been lights out. Even in that loss to Montreal the other night, I mean, that definitely wasn't his fault. Montreal had tons of opportunities in that game. And, uh, yeah, so I would say that they're the biggest winners. I would say the biggest losers would be the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know that they brought in Jeff Carter, but again, this isn't the 2004 Canada team. Uh, I think Jeff Carter, you know, his better days are behind him. And like I said, I think they would have been uh, better off bringing in a guy like Taylor Hall. Just because he could slot in on the first line over there. You know, they have guys like Gensel that have kind of been doing the heavy lifting with the uh, Malkin injury this year. But I don't know. Just adding that extra key piece, I think, would have been a a smart decision, considering that you have to go up against, you know, guys like uh, the Washington Capitals, who, you know, they have a very dynamic offense. So, you know, you you got to try to get out of your division. That's that's the main objective. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. That's why, you know, like last night losing to Calgary giving up a big four points because Calgary's on, you know, they're right behind them, right? They're on their, their tails. And, uh, yeah, that was a big time lost. Uh, now they're four points behind. I know that the Canadians have, you know, two games at hand, but you know, the, the flames, that's their third win in a row. And Montreal Canadians are kind of trending in the opposite direction. And uh, if you notice something with Montreal, it's, always when Gallagher goes down that the team's record uh, takes a big hit and their losing ways have really started when Gallagher was out I thought Byron could possibly you know take Gallagher's place on that line and uh, you know he's a speedy guy but definitely not the same uh, scoring touch so let's see what happens uh, in these next couple of weeks? Uh, but I, uh, like I said, getting out of your division is the main objective, and I do not see them being able to compete with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I think they have some pride, so it might be like you know four games to three for the Leafs if because uh, it's going to be their first round opponents. But yeah, just. Uh, too much uh, offensive power in Toronto. I would say on paper, the Montreal Canadiens have a better decor, especially after watching that game. I know it's just one game, but the game earlier in the week, I would say that, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, if they're weak anywhere, it would be on defense. I think the Canadiens had like 10 breakaways that game, but uh, definitely not weak in nuts. I would 
on paper give them the better goalie the better forwards of of course so you know two to two things to one I think that uh, I know that the old saying of defense wins championships but part of the defense is also the goaltender so and I'm not saying that the decor of the Montreal Canadiens are much better than the Toronto Maple Leafs I just think it's a tad a tad better Big Johnson for the week so I used to do that with Matt um my big Johnson for the week would be Scott Sabre. New acquisition by the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll see again, I didn't talk about Scott Sabre. But uh, I'm not too sure when they picked him up. But great showing against Lucic. They had a great tilt. Uh, so yesterday the Habs played against the, the Flames or the night before. And uh, yeah, just quick off the draw. He must have hit Lucic with four lefts to the face. Cut him up. Um... Lucic eventually won the fight, you know, put him down with one punch. Uh, but, you know, he didn't look any worse for wear, uh, Scott Sabre, that is. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to Milan Lucic. 1,000 games in the NHL, and, uh, you know, what a way, better way to celebrate it than a, with a great tilt. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he can still handle himself. You know, that guy was used to dropping the gloves with some real monsters, some real heavyweights, and uh, glad to see that guys like Scott Sabre and Curtis Gabriel and, you know, uh, Ryan Reeves, uh, Nick Delorier, you know, they're keeping the old school alive in the NHL, and uh, yeah, they even, in the Flames locker room, created like this little badge, if you, you go look online, it says TMF, of course, for Tough Mofo, and uh, they gave it to Lucic after that game in, I don't know if it was in Toronto, I don't even know anymore, but against Toronto. So I, I think I've talked enough about uh, my winners and losers. So number one winner, Toronto, number one loser, and I use the term lightly, I, I'm not saying Jeff Carter's going to really hurt them, uh, but uh, yeah, Pittsburgh Penguins, just because I don't see them getting out of their division. Uh, just going to talk about the big fight coming up this weekend Jake Paul versus Ben Askren and uh, Ben Askren if you go look on Betway Sports which is what I use the odds have changed and uh, yeah if you want to make some money by betting on Ben Askren the number has never been higher I bet on Jake Paul and uh, yeah it's not paying very much anymore so I bet on Jake Paul, 80 bucks, and I've been looking at his sparring, I've been listening to pros picks, I'm pretty invested, I'm a hook, line, and sinker, they got me, and uh, yeah, also I bet on the Gastelum versus Whitaker, just because, I don't know, Gastelum, you know, he's a heavy, he's got heavy hands, and uh, it was paying three times, so, my two bets this week, but I don't think Gastelum is a, a lock for sure, but Anyways, those are my two predictions, Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Hope you guys have a great week.